It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details, a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. This is a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. With me, as ever, is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. This show is a platform for you to get involved. We'd love to hear from you, so email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions, thoughts or ponderings about City or football in general. The Gingerwig says, uh, how would Pep get on managing a national side? Um, I think this is really interesting, Sam, because I don't know how keen Guardiola is to do this. But at the same time, it's sort of like, like getting his ideas across in such small windows. Like, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's been a few questions about this. Obviously, uh, earlier in the international break, he was linked with the England job, which, to be honest, I've... I've always I've not put any like, massive thought into it, and I, it's, no, it's not it really by, based on info. But I've always thought he's going to go and do the England job next. And he's, he's been he's, and, he's been doing it by proxy for the last six years, hasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of not just getting all the the best players into the team, <laughs> but making everyone else play a kind of possession based yeah. patient. Well, it's not really patient, is it? Not to that level. But his kind of style of football, changing the game. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it makes sense. Um, I mean, in terms of why the England stuff might make sense, I think. I'm not sure how much work he's done with Southgate, but I think England have definitely worked together with City and Southgate has worked together with City about how to create a culture. And if you actually think about, I mean, people are still kind of apathetic towards the England team, but it's generally better during tournaments. Mm. And at the Euros, when they got to the final, there was a big like, in fact, no, it was the World Cup in Russia. There was a big, oh, this team is quite likeable and they all seem to get on and all the... Or the, the the golden generation from like the mid two thousands would say, oh yeah, like we all hated each other, and we, <laughs> never, we never spoke to each other, and we all sat at different tables. Yeah, 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 exactly. There were cliques and that kind of thing. And now it's not like that. So that is like a a big thing that Southgate's done. But also, it's it may you know he's definitely got help from City slash Guardiola there at some point. And the only thing with with Guardiola specifically in that job is the timing now. If I had to put a bet on today, I reckon it'll be Guardiola to England and Deserby to City. But I don't know when that will be. But that check, like we we've talked about who replaces Pep in previous shows, and it's like I reckon every, it's everything changes in a year. 
Yeah, exactly. It does, but maybe maybe there's not a year for it to change. Yeah. Maybe it's just next summer. Guardiola's like, well, I won four in a row, won two Champions Leagues in a row. That's it. Um, but then it's like, does he just go straight into another job, or is he like, do you go and enjoy life for a bit? Like, not just because he had a sabbatical before, but like, just because that was more like necessary for a break. But it's like, do you want to just go and enjoy what you've done? Like, what a long stint of amazing time he's had at City. Um, but yeah, in terms of his suitability to it and whether it's England, like, and whether he wants to do it, I think he does. I'm sure he's talked about it. And I remember asking him about it because he's always said, when he's talked about like other countries and stuff, He's always been very strong of the opinion, and this is why I think England makes sense. He's always like, oh no, like Italians have got to manage Italy. Yeah. And like Argentinians have got to manage Argentina. But he won't manage Brazilians Spain. have got to manage Brazil. Yeah, exactly. But he won't manage Spain. Well, or like, I'd, part of me thinks. Or would he? But would part he? of me made me thinks, like, well, you can criticize me as much as you want. I do not care. Because there is an element of like his defiance there, and like we're going to do this anyway. And like Luis Enrique had a very similar kind of friction with the press, mm. but he was very stubborn and kind of did things his own way anyway. You kind of wonder if Guardiola would want to do that. But then part of the reason he stayed and, and extended his contract at City, and part of the reason he loves being there so much is obviously he's got all the support from the club, and it's all built towards what he's got. And he's got the players who are always they're still following his ideas even now. Yeah. But, like, the press isn't that intrusive like it is in Spain. Like, that genuinely is, like, a factor for him. Like, it's not like he's going to press conferences and getting interrogated and there's not like there's... Like, they're quite happy that there's still loads of stuff that goes on that doesn't ever leak out. <laughs> good for me, isn't it? Um, but there's loads of stuff like that that they're really happy with. And, and that's think, different to buy-in as well, where you've got all... Like, oh, we talked about all the kind of warring even factors. people inside that, yeah, the club, like, yeah. speaking against you or, like, adding fuel to the fire or whatever. Like I say, could you ever imagine anyone who works for City... Whether it's Mike Summerby, Dickov, or like actual uh, Omar Barada, Cheeky Bagiristan, whatever, saying anything yeah. that's going to give Guardiola anything to think about or be asked about later on, it just doesn't happen. But then you think, yeah, when it's Spain, does that kind of pressure, ele- the press element, change things for him? Um, but yeah, I asked him about it and he, he kind of gave one of those non answers. And I was like, where, where would you actually go? Because I don't think he would go to like Italy mm. because. They, had, they, they don't have a culture of like having foreign managers so far. But obviously England, there's, there's no culture where they have to be English. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think there was a story in 2013 that they rejected the opportunity to either hire him or speak to him because they wanted an English manager and they went for Roy Hodgson instead, <laughs> which is the most <laughs> FA thing you've ever heard in your life, isn't it? Um, so that went brilliantly. But yeah, now obviously they, England have had foreign managers and I think... It's difficult because you can either imagine them being really strict and if we come into like the impact of Pep actually working in the job, I can't imagine if they would pay him as much as he'd get in at City and just like make everything available to him. Or it's like on Mike Bassett where he turns up <laughs> and you know, there's like there's that letter slid under the door. Straight under like, the door. Get back. It, yeah, it's, yeah. But it's gone under the carpet <laughs> and it's just like, what the hell's going on? It's like, well, this is just this is just the FA, mate. Like, you bring, bring your own cones. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't know which way it would be. But I think he would want to do it. I think England makes sense because there's no barrier there. You don't have to be English to do it. He's been here enough. Too long, maybe. You know, maybe he's like, oh, I'll go and live in London now, which he joked when he first came to City, to Cheeky, like, oh, couldn't you have come to work at Arsenal. I could have lived in Notting Hill and lived down here kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe that still appeals. Um, but the other thing, 
before we even get into the ins and outs, is so you know when it gets to the end of the season, whether City are like doing particularly well in the Champions League or not, but it's normally like quarterfinal time. Yeah. There's always either the question or a suggestion or a rumour, or if they win it this year, he might leave. You know, there's always there always is, isn't there? To the extent where last season Pep was asked about it before the final and he said, I'm gonna stay. Yeah. Well he kind of said, Well, I don't know how I'll feel. But then he was like, actually, I will stay. Don't make any headlines, please. But 2019, there actually was like a fairly concrete suggestion that that would have been only their second league title. But they were thinking if they'd won the league and the Champions League, I think the treble was on at that point. Yeah. Um, because they would have got to the semi-final and lost. I don't remember who against. But Well, 2019 was the Spurs Disaster. Yeah, I remember yeah. that, but I don't remember the FA Cup run. What was the FA Cup? Uh, the FA Cup run. I can't remember. They're oh, they played Brighton in the semi-final. They played Brighton, Brighton in the semi-final. Watford in the final. Oh, so they did win it that year. Well, that was the 2019 was the year they won everything they but did, the yeah, Champions they did League. Win it, yeah. yeah, of course. Yes, because like, yeah, if, if he'd won the Champions League on top of that, I, could, I wouldn't have blamed him yeah, for exactly. disappearing after so, but, that. But yeah. Apparently, that was the thinking, like inside the club, and it was like, oh yeah, like he's going to go and manage America. And it was like, apparently it was like, oh, Ferran Soriano would leave as well. Like, everything's done, which is mental when you consider how much they've actually done since. since. And they're still going. They're still trying to do more. But that's, that seemed fairly, that wasn't, that wasn't something you'd pay no attention to. Mm. Like, you'd have to take my word for it. But it seemed fairly legit. And you, you do think America would make that massive push. And, you know, if you're talking about the resources available, um, they would obviously make that big push. But obviously, you'd look at it. Because going into the actual day-to-day, and how it would work. What you do need is good players. And America are obviously going to be bringing through, but England have obviously just got some of the best young players around, the best, one of the best squads at the moment. It finally gets to manage Harry Kane as well. It finally gets to marriage, manage, marriage Harry Kane. You <laughs> There's probably some world where that would be possible. Um, so I think you'd think England would get the nod over that. But yeah, in terms of his suitability and adaptability to it, we talk about his adaptability a lot. I've written an article recently, and we've talked about it recently on podcasts about you know, he, and one Marleo said, he doesn't just know what he's going to do, but he knows who he's going to do it with. Yeah. And you can't just go, oh, okay, well, we need somebody to cut in off the left today. So, Phil, you do it. So, hold on a minute. I'm left footed. Like, that's an, ob- an obvious example, but there's so many things where he's like, well, we need this or we need that. And that's why some players, like Mares, for example, when it came to scoring a hat trick in the FA Cup semi final and then Bernardo's back in for the pressing or whatever, it's like, well, we need that for this game. And I'm sorry. And we talked, actually, mm. didn't we? He needed Stones to go back to right back to invert for the Champions League final because if you're playing against two strikers, you can't do it you from centre back. Yeah, because you're going to give yourself structural issues on with all sorts of things. So he had to go back to doing it from right back, and that meant that Walker, Walker could play, play. But Walker played really almost, well. Yeah, that almost sealed Walker's fate going to Bayern Munich. Obviously, they got lucky in the end that they persuaded him to stay. But not playing Mares in the two finals massively helped him make his mind up to go to Saudi Arabia, and Walker nearly went partly because of that. Mm. Thinking, you know, you think I'm, I'm not going to play much here. I'm not playing in the final, so maybe the writing's on the wall. But that is Guardiola's determination just to play the element that fits best in that game, and that's his adaptability. But when it comes to a national team, I think you're going to have to look at adaptability in terms of his methods and but, also but as they, a person. But this is it, like because, uh, like I said before, like uh, you, you bring players into City and they they take a while to get up to speed. Yeah. But most most of the players at City don't need to be told where to be and where to run and when to make the pass and that sort of thing anymore because they've had seven years of Guardiola. 
you stick him in a national team, stick him in the England team. Yeah, there'll be a couple of the players that have, that have worked with him at club level, but the vast majority haven't. So you can't. You've then got to get all those ideas across, but you get ten days every mm. international break or whatever. That's why I think it's adaptability as a person, because there may, because we'll get on to the actual how it might work. You know, only having ten days with them. But I mean, look, you'll have loads of city players. Let's say it is England for argument's sake. You'll have loads of city players in there anyway, so they'll they'll get it. You'll have enough players, like Arsenal players will get it. Even if it's not exactly the same, they'll get it. And there's enough quality yeah. around. Arteta's of the, of the Pep school anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it wouldn't be so intense. You wouldn't be able to do it every day. And also, you wouldn't be able to instill the same mentality. You know, when they get to like April, May, mm. and you just think they're just so switched on here. It doesn't take care of itself. But you know what I mean? That mentality is there. And that was one of the big things Guardiola had to kind of instill coming into City. Now, he's managed to do that. But every day over like, not seven years, because it's been there for a while, hasn't it? But every day. But... I think he's going to have to adjust his own standards. And it's almost like, you know, we, we joke about when they're finding Haaland. It's like, you've got to find Haaland, but not now. Like, he's, everything's got to be right. So it's like, he needs to know, he needs to keep his standards very high, obviously. But, but no when. But I think he needs yeah. to know that they're never going to be that high. They're never going to be as high as the standards he set at a club because they can never be. Because you don't have that time working with them. They're not all your players. And you've basically got to do what you can do in that small amount of time. Mm. And that's when I think the adaptability might have come in terms of how he views the standards. And now I think he's kind of, he's changed as a person over the years, obviously, like, like everyone has. We talk about managers always change. Like, like, well of course, done. Yes. Of course yeah, he has. Yeah. Like, he's learned more. He's experienced But more. in terms of like the social media stuff, like he never wanted to ever be a part of that and read stuff about him. But now he's like, oh, well, they, I'm never going to change. Yeah, I'm never going to change what they say. So even if I hate it, like I might as well look at it and see, and then I can take the piss out, out of it in the press conference later on or whatever. Like That's a kind of maturity in, in some sense. Uh, there might be you know, that element of, well, they're, they're not as good as I'm, I want them to be, but I can't drive myself mad thinking about it because they're never going to be. Um, and yeah, then, then it's just about, I suppose, how difficult it must be when he obviously loves it. He obviously kind of works himself into the ground every day. But then once your time with those players is up, what are you doing? But the, uh, the other, Maybe that's the element of playing golf. Yeah, but the other, the other... But then how much would he drive himself mad watching everything, every day, with no outlet, no players to actually speak to? I wonder when the first story would be, actually. Guardiola annoys manager X from Arsenal because he's been <laughs> ringing up Saka to ask him about ideas when he's supposed to be focusing <laughs> on something, something else. But you wonder how he would spend that job, time, yeah. whether he would actually be comfortable going, look, I'm quite comfortable in my job going, well... I'll be busy at some point. Like I'm going to a Champions League game tonight. I can play golf in the morning. That's the balance. Yeah. But Guardiola, if he's not seeing them for like four months, that, that, like, that am window I comfortable where... doing bugger all for like a bit? Or yeah. am I just in an office still for like 12 hours a day working thinking. things out, but just thinking, thinking, thinking? And there's no time on the grass. Yeah. That would be, be difficult. Yeah. It, it'd be it's that, that that spell as well of what what's the international breaks it's like November to February yeah, yeah, before yeah. you like there's there's a good Christmas I mean he can finally have a Christmas with his family but yeah, yeah. like what well else that's you the thing if he could if he could manage the time off and go well I, I, I don't feel like I'm letting anybody down I don't feel like I'm letting myself or the players down I can because you know he's going to Barcelona for like two days isn't he yeah. so if he can do that for a week two weeks and that's presumably part of anyone I suppose that also helps if if it's a shootout between England and America, probably could have phrased that better. There's, <laughs> they, England could at least say, well, you can fly to Barcelona, no problem. 
But obviously, if you're in America, not as as the, whole, yeah. the, the whole family go, but they've had that in Manchester and they've kind of moved back to Barcelona, so it's not as easy. Yeah. But yeah, if he can go, well, everyone's happy with me having two weeks in Barcelona. I'm happy with me having two weeks in Barcelona. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it works perfectly. The other aspect of this is, um, you know the critics, you know the Guardiola critics yeah. are, you know, why does it go and manage a team lower down the pyramid or why does it, like, all that sort of stuff. He buys his way out of problems. Can't do that with the national team. You've got you've got what you've got, and that's it. Yeah, but then, like we've already said, England have got some of the best players in the world and the best young players. So they'd st- they'd still make that case. Oh, he's gone to like one of the, the yeah. argument would still. No, be but there's, there's, no, made... there's nobody out there who who will say that 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 you look at the England national team and yeah, they've got they, we we agree they've got some of the best players, but there's nobody out there saying that he's picked an easy job. Mate. There are easier, there like, there are easier like, national teams. He hadn't even won a title at City, but he was obviously on the way to it in the second season. And I saw people saying, oh, well, obviously the big battle then was him and Mourinho. And they're like, oh, well, look at the players he inherited at City compared to what Mourinho got. And obviously all the ones they listed for United were players who were playing shit because Mourinho was the manager. And they were like, oh, he, he inherited like Sterling, Otamendi. I was like, hold on a minute. Like, if Mourinho had inherited these guys, they'd the, probably be playing for yeah. as well. Like, so all of a sudden, like, if... Let's say he's getting like, every, or like even like Saka, Foden, Grealish, whoever it is, Kane, they're they're suddenly firing. People will be like, well, they're the best players in the world anyway. Like, and obviously, look, to be fair, they are they are really good. But even if he's got, I don't know, let's like, let's say he does take over next summer and Levi Colville has a good some season for Chelsea, but then he's like, is let's say he's not part of the Euro squad, or he is, but he doesn't play. But then he features really well for two years under Pep. They win the World Cup or the Euros or something. And Colville's amazing. They're like, oh, yeah, well, everyone knew he was going to be good. It's like, well, is it not because Fine. of the manager yeah, you've got? Yeah. I do think there's that. The other side of the criticism, which is very funny, England going out and losing games in national tournaments, not so much now, actually, because after the Euros, when they lost the final, it was like everyone just swept it under the rug and never talked about it again. I don't remember there being any kind of... Inquest. Inquest. I mean, there was no over-the-top, this guy's got to go like there would have been in the 90s or even 10, 15 years ago. I suppose also with the men's team, there was also all the racist backlash to the penalties. And I suppose that's fairly similar in a way that there's like a societal issue to talk about with the women's team, with what happened with the Spanish team. So maybe there was that. But it was still like, given how big football is in this society and how big the England manager's job is and the the kind of the failures, you know, Rooney getting sent off, Beckham getting sent off, all those kind of big things that happened. It it would just be so all-consuming. But it just felt like now, and maybe that's because the culture's there and like people like the players. People, I'm not saying people necessarily like Southgate, but no one's ever really gone after him. And I feel like that's maybe because he's probably improved relationships with the press. If you look... Uh, like the last two, three camps that the press are playing darts with the players, it, prob- it probably helps. Mm. Those things have, have an impact. But anyway... Would, be, would they be doing that under Guardiola? No, absolutely not. And also, what I was going to say is, before I went down that own tangent, but generally, you know, there's so much focus on it. But then you, you add in the... Because no, nobody outside City, you know, if, if City go out in the Champions League semi-final the, or quarter-final, that's just like, fans of other teams will just be delighted about that. But then they'll be like, oh, yeah, Guardiola, you know, he's overthinking it, it's his legacy, he's not very good, et cetera, et cetera, just to kind of put the boot in. But when he's the England manager and he's perceived to have overthought a semi-final or a final because he's moved Stones to right-back 
for the very good reason that we've already talked about, yeah. like in the Champions League final. Or maybe he's done something that makes less sense, like let's say the 2021 Champions League final. Can you imagine the kind of national headlines and the scrutiny <laughs> and the, this, this, this guy, you know, he, with everything he's achieved, he's arrogant and all this kind of stuff like that. That would, I mean, well, I know you, we're getting several steps ahead of ourselves. But can you imagine, but, okay, that happens. Can you imagine then the, his, fo- his the following season, the press conferences that, that start the international breaks the next year, you know, I'm a fraud. You know, everyone, yeah. everyone knows I'm a failure because I've not won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it reminds me, even before in his first season, it's, you know, when they lost at Monaco, and it was like mm. full inquest mode on the Friday press conference. And he was just like, sorry, guys, like e- exceptional. You know, that can happen. Going out of the Champions League can happen. Exceptional is my career. It was, I've won 19 trophies. I'm sorry. And it was just like straight away. <laughs> but like even after everything that he's now done since that moment at City, you're right. Like, but that is just the bar going up though, isn't it? It's like people will say, oh, yeah, well, he won two Champions Leagues at City. He won two with Messi. That one was with two were because of Messi. Two were because he's won... He's had the best, most expensive team ever, et cetera, et cetera. What you really got to do is win the World Cup and you can just see the bar <laughs> ever getting higher. And then him also like taking the piss, but also probably just thinking like, I, I can just never, ever win. Yeah. But then, but then I think that goes back to what we already said about his social media stuff. Like he's, he, he knows that now. Does and also know? at the end of the day, look, before winning the Champions League, he always knew that what he did at City was, fine. was an was, amazing yeah. success. It probably is easier now because he knows that winning the Champions League is that kind of, the monkey off the back kind of thing. But he knows it's done. But I do think in terms of, you know, if we go back to his kind of development as a person, I mean, he's obviously still got passion for the job, but if somebody wants to pipe up and ask him why he played Levar Carville in midfield, for example, <laughs> just because he's the first name I could think of, he'd be like, oh, I, don't, I don't have to prove myself to anyone. Like, I really don't. Would he, would he eventually play Phillips in the Rodri position? That's a Daryl Strawberry situation <laughs> with Calvin Phillips. Um, he'll, he'll, Phillips will be in the England squad, regardless of how many minutes he's played at, at City, which will be very, very few. He'll keep being in it for Southgate. And then if this ha- changeover does happen next summer... He'll start playing Phillips for City, just, but not for... Not yeah, for Phillips, yeah, Phillips will start playing under De Zerbi, and then he's got no more international career. Uh, funny. I mean, it is very well set up, though, isn't it? Like, if the, with the England players... The, the talent that he's got at his disposal. There's no question about that. It's just how he kind of manages his own time and his own methods. Like, would all the staff go with him? You'd imagine they would do. Mm. Um, Where does it leave City? Because what, if, he be, if he were to go, because because let's let's say that the replacement well, is Deserby. Does Deserby just bring his own people in in all those places as well? Yeah, I don't think like Lorenzo Buenaventura is going to stick around mm. to design training sessions, and Juan Malia is going to stick around. Like, he's his own man. He's got his own staff. Like, he's got his own kind of impossible standards to Zerbe. You'd want to do it your own way. I think, yeah. wasn't that a problem at United that David Moyes was like, oh, no, I need to keep like Ferguson staff around or whatever, which to be fair, kind of makes sense. But also it's like, you're second guessing yourself, like use your own staff, mate. But you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't in that sense. But no, at City, it's kind of right, everyone out, start again. Um, but look, whenever Pep goes, how, where does it leave City? It's not really a question anybody wants to answer at this point. But well, I don't know, I don't know if the day's getting closer, but we'll get there at some point. Time for a short ad break now. We'll be back in a few minutes. See you then. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Nathan Money says, During the False Nine era, we created loads of chances and converted very few, and now the maths has flipped. Remember the days when City would dominate and still not win? How many times has that happened since Haaland has arrived? I think this new approach was critical to Champions League success. The massively improved defence also allows us to produce fewer chances, knowing that we can prevent and stop the opposition's chances better than we ever have. I think many of the fans may be stuck in a 2021 mindset, while the club have entered a new era of approach and ability. Perhaps I'm in the minority, but I wanted to get your thoughts and share a perspective that I haven't seen discussed. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in knowing what the kind of stuck-in-the-past mindset is. I'm, you know, I I try not to, actually, Mm. write stuff and talk about stuff on here that I've seen on Twitter, just because, you know, it might only be a handful of people. But I haven't really picked up on anything where I felt City have moved on, let it go. I feel like people kind of understand where they're at now. Um, And yeah, I mean, what's being described there is Guardiola going back years. You know, we talked about his early period earlier on just in passing, but remember when he used to say, we need to be better in both boxes? I mean, that's it. Well, that that first season when he arrived, I did a lot of press conferences. I'd I'd just gone freelance Mm. and I used to to go to a lot of the press conferences and pretty much every question I asked, his answer was, we're fine in the middle. We need to be better in both boxes. Yeah. We need to be more clinical at the at the top end, and we need to defend better in uh, at our end. I seem to remember actually now, in the old grey matter, and maybe, maybe that's not so accurate because there's but there's something in my head. I've, obviously, we know his kind of history with Aguero, and it was kind of effort and, and all that kind of stuff. And like I've always said, oh, fair play to Aguero because he did everything that was asked of him. He yeah. could have just said, "Well, sort this I, I'm off. Mate, I yeah. score loads of goals, mate." But I think he was a bit annoyed that he wasn't that clinical in those first couple of seasons. Um, but again, maybe, you know, if Haaland's the bar now, then change, kind of helps change to expect it, yeah. that you can get better. But no, I mean, if you're looking back now, there was you'd never think there was a problem with it, with Aguero's finishing. But obviously, there, yeah, there were times in that season when they when they did struggle. But yeah, stronger in both boxes. If there's a game that best sums that up, uh, there's probably a few actually. So get thinking while I waffle. But I'm thinking Bayern Munich at home. Champions League final. I'm not thinking Champions League final. A couple, couple of chances at best for City, scored them. Yeah. Quite there, a few I mean, chances for Inter. That, but I mean, was Rodri shot even in the box? It was in the box, wasn't it? Um, but I'm thinking forwards for a start scoring goals, or Haaland particularly. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I do. I, do, I, 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 was, do think, I was thinking chance. down the line of not creating much, but being solid. Yeah, and... I, 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 do, I do take that point. Well, I was thinking of literally stronger in both boxes, although now I'm struggling to think of any of the goals against Bayern Munich. Was in terms of like individual defensive action, you think of that Diaz block in the first half from Nabry, was it? Yeah. One of the you know bang it on Instagram blocks. There's that's a great example, but he was amazing in that game. So was Ake. I mean, they're all good, but those two in particular were amazing. But then obviously City. 
They didn't play particularly well. They didn't dominate the game. Bayern could have had a few goals, but City kept it out. I think Edison made a couple of good saves. And obviously City were very clinical as well. I mean, Rodri, again, it wasn't really clinical in both boxes, was it? Because Rodri shot me further in from, from outside um, the box on his weaker foot, yeah. But there was, there was, there was definitely, yeah, there was, yeah. So I, 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 can't, I can't really poo-poo the Champions League final one because at least that but, was actually in the box, fair enough. But to counter that, I've just had a thought that I remembered watching um, during the pandemic, so we had to watch from home, and mm. I remember watching, it may have been the PSG home leg um, before I lost signal and couldn't watch the rest of the game. Um, there was an incident where um, I think someone gave the ball away in City's half, and it was Diaz, another, I can't remember who played centre-back with him that day, um, and Zinchenko, one by one, slid to block the shot. Yeah. And, the, and the player, t- the, the forward took it wider again and somebody else slid. I remember that. And then I think Zinchenko got it behind in the end for a corner. And there was like a three-way high five that went on after it. Just yeah. because it was like, yeah, we're, we're defending sort was- of thing. Am I mixing that when, Zin- I may- maybe I'm mixing that up when Zinchenko got dragged by his head. When he was part of the wall, <laughs> do you remember that? I remember that. But that was that Fernandinho. Well, no, I, was that Di- I think that, that could Diaz. have been Diaz as well. Yeah. Diaz thing to do. So obviously that's why I'm <laughs> no I'm, move I'm, here. I'm confusing those two things. Yeah, um, but I'm going to do a a very Nadem thing because I remember last season there was some kind of like Harland is has picked the wrong club or whatever. But he completely flipped it on his head and he was like, "Oh, if you look at the stats though," and I was like, "Wow, where's this come from?" But funnily enough. And I'm kind of hastily checking now as well while we go through. Wow, that's interesting. That's very interesting. So the premise of this question is something I agree with. You know, they created a lot of chances in, let's say, the two false nine seasons, but didn't always score them. They weren't always most clinical. It was very frustrating at times, wasn't it? But in those... So in the... In the first, let's say, false nine season, you know when they had the dodgy start, then it got better and they just battered everyone. So I'm just looking at big chance conversion... Because they're normally the ones that, by and large, they're the ones you're tearing your hair out about. The one-on-ones, you think, especially with Haaland making the difference. It was 44%. The second season, it was 46.7%. So it'd gone up a bit. Last season, 46.9%. So it's barely gone up. So it's about the same. Now, I'm, I'm surprised by that as well. Like, I'm, I'm not coming in here going, oh, actually, I, mean, to be, I will have written articles that that's gone against. Because there is definitely that, that feeling. Go on, I'm, I'm looking forward to the book. If they're creating fewer big chances to still have it at 40 odd percent means they're scoring more of them does it well let me, My, I let me have a look so, uh, I haven't done maths so is, properly for a long time Premier League only <laughs> uh, so we're looking at last season they created 103 good context this may be very good context here I, I may have been caught out using bad stats or bad use of stats um, they created 103 big chances and scored 62 of them the year before that, they created 87 and scored 53. <laughs> Who does that prove, right, me or you? I don't know, because it's the same percentage at the end of the day. Um, no, I guess the high, the high percentage of a bigger number is a better. Is better. Yeah. So last season was, let's just say, better. Um, before that, um, when it was 44%, it was 44% of 79. So yeah, last season, they definitely did create more. And, and they and they scored and more they scored more yeah so that's that's fine. There's also like shot conversion. It's it's very similar. It was a bit better last year, um, but also this season, interestingly, and it's a very small sample size because there's four games because this is just Premier League only. It, in fact, <laughs> with the added context of <laughs> big chance created and how many, it's 
54%. So it's more even this season. So you go, well, even more clinical than ever. So they've scored six chances. I was going to say, they've scored three of six, is it? What it is, yeah. But the the shot conversion, 16%. Last season, yeah, 15.6. That's very similar. Before, in the two seasons, it was like 13.8. So there's a bit of of an uptick. So that does kind of make sense with what we would imagine. But just, I had those stats ready to go. But when we mentioned, because I didn't expect to go all the way back to the first season, so I, I hastily got those up. In Guardiola's first season, it was 52% conversion rate from 76. So again, it's not like it's as, as many as last season, but not not terrible. And la- and then, sorry, the 100-point season was 51% from 95. That's probably getting on towards their, their best. Their best, yeah. Um, but obviously, they didn't have any problems in the, that second season. That second season is the best season that anyone's ever had in English football. So, But yeah, it's, in- it's interesting... To, to look at it in that sense. So maybe maybe the attack hasn't changed that much, but the defence has. Well, Guardiola said, because everyone... Guardiola always said the, the big difference was that, and it was always important to notice or take note of the questions he was asked when he made that point. Because a lot of it was in the context of City doing well, mm. whether they were preparing for the Champions League final or the semi-final or even the quarter-final or whatever, big game against Arsenal. The questions would be about Haaland. And increasingly towards the end, you know, maybe after that Bayern Munich game onwards, he would say the defence. He would mention the defence. And then before the Champions League final, he did an interview with Thierry Henry um, for CBS in America, I think CBS. And then after the game, he was pitch side with them. And Peter Schmeichel said, obviously they'd won it there and the treble was done. He was like, what's the big difference? And before and after the game, he said the defenders. Mm. So obviously Haaland is a massive difference, but I think... I don't know, I think I'm going to agree, but am I just agreeing because that's what he says and normally <laughs> that's the safest thing to do? But I, I think I do agree with that. Ha- Haaland obviously has made a big difference and it is a big difference. It's not yeah. like, actually, if you look, it's the defence that's done it, but the defence has been right there as well. And if you look at everyone putting that shift in, and like you say, Champions League final, the goals that that could have been. Like Guardiola during the summer, it, it was that classic, quotes get taken out of context, Everyone tries to make out he's being a dick when he isn't. Look, there's plenty of times when he's being a dick and he knows he's being a dick <laughs> and he does it on purpose. But there was that comment. It was the classic during the summer. He's at a golf day. There's a million Spanish reporters around him with microphones asking him questions. And he did the, oh, well, I'm champion of Europe or we're champions of Europe because a striker missed from five yards. And everyone thought he was like taking a piss out of Lukaku. But what he means is you're all saying I'm a genius. If Lukaku but if he, scores he, that, he yeah. should have scored that. I could have scored that, or you know, maybe it come off Diaz's head after the rebound from Edison and it had gone Goes in. in. Yeah. It's extra time. They lose an extra time or whatever. We're not saying he's a genius. We're saying he's a failure. That was the point he was making. But then, like everyone's like, oh, he's, he's like dragging Lukaku or whatever. It's like he's not. That's just like how we can't. That's just how he is, isn't he? And actually, I'm gonna when they've got their first Champions League game, which is coming up soon. I would like to know. I mean, to be fair, I could probably ask somebody in the meantime, but I'd like to know what Guardiola actually says. I want to know how much he's analysed that game, the final. The final. Or if he's just gone, not just let the players enjoy it, because like, the players would have gone, that was it, you know, they were, and even if they, they, were, they were still there, they weren't in any position to have a team meeting, really. They, <laughs> they were battered. And Guardiola himself, like, he was, he was drained after the final. Like, he wasn't really part of the party. He was there for a bit with his family, just knackered, went to bed. Um, I think he said he's... I can't remember what he said. I think he said he slept absolutely perfectly. Like, just, just done. Just drained. Mm. That was it. Um, but I wonder at what point he would have watched that game 
because I'm sure he has, but then I wonder at what point he's spoken to the players about it. Because in pre-season, do you just talk about, okay, this is what we need to do? And the message is more about, because we, when we spoke to the players in pre-season, Ake was like, he's talked to us about tracking back. Mm. Because when you've got the ball, everything can go well and you're playing the passes. But when it's not going well and you need to run, if you drop that split second, that's when you start having more problems. And I think that was probably the root of, yeah, probably the root of the 1920 season. Yeah. when they had all those problems on the counter-attack and obviously you drop poor old Rodri into that everyone knowing he's going to need time to adapt and they're like actually do you want to deal with more counter-attacks than ever <laughs> because just going by what Guardiola and some of the players have said complacency did set in a bit mm. so I wonder if Guardiola's message for pre-season was just about that or whether he did say actually lads let's have a look at this Champions League final because this wasn't because good this wasn't good this, this, wasn't this, good. this yeah. but then you could probably say that about any game and is it worth going back to any game from last season and doing that or do they know so it'd be quite interesting to see what he says mm-hmm. but in terms of this I mean, yeah, I just I don't know what the old, like the outdated mindset would be. Um, again, we talked about Guardiola kind of adjusting his own expectations if he were to it, become yeah. a, an international manager. Did he kind of think last season, and I, I think the answer to this is no, but did he think, okay, we are going to have less control of games now because we've got Haaland in here and he can't help link up I, and only, I, I that wonder, only came when Stones came yeah. but was he thinking but I wonder well, if we I, can't have the control but at least we're still scoring goals and winning but they no, weren't playing I think well I, were they either so no, he can't have been happy with it I think, I think the difference is he may have thought now we've got Haaland we will have less control of games and I think I think his answer to that is how do I have more control of the game Yeah, yeah. It's I, don't, not, I don't think it's accept, accept it let's yeah, deal with accept, it yeah, yeah. I think it's let's see what we can do to change it to, to yeah. combat but that. then I wonder when it gets to like that Bayern Munich game because he talked about it a lot didn't he like he said, it wasn't a four-one tie. He said it could have been much closer. Um, he he made a point of that a lot in this kind of, in that similar context of you all praise me, but you know, this wasn't a fair reflection mm. of the game. And I think that there's probably an element of, well, there's definitely an element of we need to tighten this up even more. But then it's interesting how this season's gone so far, when he hasn't got hardly any of those players to control games. And like we saw at Burnley right from the start. He just went, okay, well, this is going to be open, so let's just get everyone on. Mm. Haaland, Foden, Alvarez, De Bruyne, let's just crack on and embrace it. That's that's fine, because I think he knows you can't really control that game, so you just embrace it. And they've got players now who can do it, which I asked him about last season, and he was like, yeah, it's fine, we can do that. But then it's like the games when you, you can control them and need to control them, like Fulham, for example, he would have been tearing his hair out. Well, he wouldn't, but... yeah. <laughs> But he, he, would have been, he would have been very exasperated with that because they weren't controlling it. But then if you go back to the Sheffield United game... They were controlling it, it was very, fine. very yeah. happy with how that was. And again, as Wanmar said after the game, the game was a lot closer to what they wanted than the scoreline suggested. Mm. And what you've got to look at when you're analysing City, really, is what is it they want? Was it that? And then after that, you look at the score. Because, oh, look, if it's, if it's April and they've got Liverpool or Arsenal breathing down their necks and they play an amazing game and they lose, it's probably not the most important thing, how they actually played. But if you're judging if they played well or not, that's the, that's but the key that, to it. That builds into this idea of... And it a, should do, to be uh, fair. They will yeah. still feel like, well, we played the game and you can hold your hands up, that's football. But yeah. how we analyse it is different. Because, you know, if they lose a key game in April, May, then you're not thinking, oh, well, they did actually play quite well. Everyone's but, tearing their arrow. But that also builds into the idea of... Um, 
Like it, 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 the result is the only thing that matters. When actually, in the grand scheme of things, the result doesn't like you could. No, you've you could, got to do things. You've you, got to you, do the right thing. You could win four games. You win the first four games of the season, play horrifically badly in all four of them. Well, you're not going to say, "Well, it's been a great start to the season." The year that Spurs beat City, first game of the season. Yeah, they won the first three games and were top. And Nuno got Manager of the Month. Wolves lost the first three games, all one nil. So Wolves lost all of their games one nil. Spurs won all of their games 1-0. But Wolves were pretty good, but were unlucky and lost and they were bottom. And Spurs were pretty lucky and won those games. And obviously Nunes got sacked pretty soon after that. But that, that's just goes exactly back that. to what yeah. you're saying. Also, this is an analogy I've kind of had in my head for a long time, but I've never had the chance to use it. It's like, here we go. if you don't look both ways before you cross the road, you're not always going to get hit by a car. <laughs> you, you, a lot of the times you will be able to cross that road. But it's not the best preparation. You can't, that's not a recipe <laughs> for staying alive slash winning football matches, but like you are statistically much more likely to get hit by a car <laughs> if you don't look both ways. And what Guardiola does is look both ways 50 times and that ensures he's doing the right things and you are safer. You, the, the guy next to you might be running out in the street to get a football and he's, he's still alive. This analogy's still going on. <laughs> Guardiola is never going to get hit by a car. <laughs> Because he's always looking both ways. But sometimes accidents happen and, you know, nothing, there's nothing, nothing you can, can do, do about yeah. it. You know, this is getting really grim now. Car comes on the pavement. You know, that's not your <laughs> fault. And that, so that's when, that's when you have 20 shots on target. The goalkeeper is world class. You miss two penalties. They score on the counter-attack at the other end. Nothing you can do about that. Yeah. But if you're doing your thing properly, you're fine. The Pelican, the, the the Pelican guy, crossing the, was beeping, but guy, for some reason they drive around yeah, the red go, light. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. The, guy, the guy who runs across the road, eventually is going to catch up with them. You, know, that's, you can't yeah. win a league title by running across the road. <laughs> uh, are you okay? Af- absolutely fine. Absolutely <laughs> fine. Believe it or not. It's warm in here. What's going on? <laughs> That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details. Remember, this was the free version of Let Me Talk. If you'd like longer ad-free versions earlier, then all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, just search for LMTPod, or you can send us an email, just email hello at lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.